other update from the coalface with Martin Creamer, publishing editor of Engineering News and Mining Weekly. Good morning, Martin. Morning, Krivani. Well, the province of KwaZulu-Natal, the lucky recipient of a hat-trick of a multi-billion rand investment. Yeah, it's great to hear about new investments and uh, KwaZulu-Natal is coming for a hat-trick of them and the one is at Mtunzini, a new mine. The other is at uh, Ladysmith, a tyre plant and a coffee plant at Escort. From mm. uh, by Nestle, but let me focus on the the new mine that's been done by Tronox, which is listed on the New York Stock Exchange, and <clears throat> it has invested 3.3 billion rand in this heavy mineral sands mine near Mtunzini. But just going there and watching the people's reaction and seeing how this American company went about this, they they got a lot of applause from the people of KwaZulu-Natal, particularly the prem, Premier, you know, Senza Makunu. He said, look, you went beyond uh, the normal expectation by keeping more than 200 employees on while you closed the one mine and opened the new one you know, in a period of about 18 months to two years. So what has happened there is that the the Hillendale mine has closed and the rehabilitation is fantastic. It just looks like a a normal sugarcane plantation now. And the new mine is sparkling coming through. And, you know, in a period of drought, the way they are recovering the water is uh, nice to behold. Uh, they almost talking about a net gain of water. When you go there and see these water guns, you think, well, well the farmers are going to be upset about all this water going to, to waste, waste, but it's not going to waste at all. It's all recovered. And when you get you know, to the residue dam and you get a bit of rain, you actually get a plus water position. Uh, so that is an important factor in, in this heavy mineral sands mining. But another point about it is they're investing through the cycle, which is very good because most people won't invest when, it's, when the commodity price is so badly down. But they have got a, a situation in their company where they can internalize. So their costs are in rands and their products are going out in dollars, but they've got their own vertical integration. So they send through uh, this to their pigment plants in the U.S., in uh, uh, Holland, and in Australia. And when they told us about the sort of weak grand dividend they get, it's quite significant. You know, they calculated in that uh, they have actually benefited from our low currency to the tune of about a $160 million wow. <laughs> this year. So it shows you how important that can be. And they actually are talking about additional 1.5 billion rand investment provided the water uh, situation uh, can be uh, worked out. But, you know, there, there are so many aspects to this mine because 45% of Tronox, which is listed on the New York Stock mm. Exchange, oh, you think American investment, but 45% is owned by Xoro, our Xoro, <laughs> sitting on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. Now, you know, Xoro is not a normal company. Xoro is controlled by previously disadvantaged South Africans. So you have a, a very good spread of, of, of investments coming in uh, and benefiting, uh, you know, South Africans deeply, but the big effort being made by experienced uh, American companies. And, and that South African company, Xoro, also owns part of you know, those operations in Holland, in, in the U.S., in Australia. Mm. So it's a nice cut in. Some good news for the mining sector. Continuing with the South Africa Sibania Gold, their board has approved nearly 4 billion rand on its booming gold mines. Yeah, Sibania went to Switzerland, they went to Zurich and they at they operate they spoke at the uh, Zurich Gold Forum and they said, "Look guys, 
you know, things are going well with gold at the moment. In fact, our board has approved 4 billion rand of additional investment all in South Africa. And, you know, a lot of that will go into the West Wits, the West Rand, where they've got the Coltonville mine, they've got the Clough mine. They're planning on a, a lot of uh, billions going into that to improve the underground infrastructure there. And <clears throat> so, but it's not only the old mines. There's also a big investment going into the Burnstone mine, which is out on the South Rand. We don't often hear about that, but Sibanya Gold bought that uh, for a bit of a song when it went into business rescue a couple of years ago. And now they're going to put uh, you know, uh, uh, over a billion rand into that as well to get that going. But that's not the end of the story for mm-hmm. Sibanya, which is really, you can say, no longer Sibanya Gold only, but it's going into precious metals in general because we know that it's about to take over control of a lot of platinum mines. Of course, we're just waiting for the state to do the last step of the transfer of ownership. Everything else is in place, and they will then become a big platinum mine owner. And in that space, they're looking to remove the farm fences. Now, that's a term we used to use because when mines were established here, their size was determined by the surface, and they used to use the surface farm fences to determine ah. what one went on underground, which often didn't make sense because you'd have one mine next to each other, and it would have paid them to mine the whole area, but they had to stop underground because they were determined by what was Above happening ground. on surface, what yeah. was happening on ground. So now because he's bought... Uh, you know, he's buying two companies' operations, one from Anglo-American Platinum, another from Aquarius. These actually are butts, so he's looking to what he calls taking down the farm fences. That always means that you're going to have some synergies. You can make some more money under there. So <laughs> interesting. And a third thing he's doing is he's going into his own energy generation. Wow. So he doesn't actually have that full confidence in Eskom because when you've got a big underground mine like you do have at Carltonville, you know, with Driefontein and Clough where he's got these operations, you've got to make sure of your electricity at the right price. So you'll see that his new big team of executives and he's snapping up all the top executives also has, you know, John Wallington, who's an expert in coal, and he's going to have to provide the energy solution. So a lot happening with Sabanya Gold. Wow. Well, a promising new African auto association uh, has been formed to uh, spread manufacturing know-how across the continent. I love this, (laughs) you know, because Africa needs industrialization. But it's also hungry for cars, and it's also hungry for trucks. And it's wonderful that, you know, the car manufacturers in South Africa, of course, they're part of international groups. And, you know, you've got Ford, General Motors, BMW, Toyota, Volkswagen, all the rest, and Nissan. They are now looking to Africa. How can we replicate what we're doing in South Africa, in Africa? Now, they look at Africa, and they see, well, there's a lot of car manufacture and truck manufacture and assembly here, also in uh, Egypt and Morocco, but nothing on the Western East. If you go into Kenya, you know, the number of second-hand cars that they're pulling into that country is something to look at. And they're saying, you know, is it ideal that these second-hand cars, you know, come in, they haven't got the best uh, emission control and all this something. So let's do something to create and replicate and mimic what we've done in South Africa across Africa, and that is through the African Association of Automobile Manufacturers. 
Wow, thanks, Martin. Loved my chat with you. Martin Kremer, publishing editor of Engineering News and Mining Weekly. He'll be back at the coalface at the same time next Friday. It's exactly 8 o'clock time now for news with Kumbuzile Tabete.